1: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: It's time to take a trip around the college football universe with Isaac and Sue. I would like to know things. This is the college football jambaroo. Part of primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. He is a five-star fish magoo. The fan.
3: That's right. Tuesdays, this time of year, take on a little extra meaning because not only do we have our roux, we have the college football playoff rankings. Yes, uh, which will be revealed, and of course, uh, Oregon should move up. So they're right now, uh, you know, doing all their pregame bits on ESPN. So when they reveal it, uh, we'll let you know what they what they say and where they put the Ducks. Yeah, they got to drag it out. I'll bet you Oregon lands at six. Six. Yeah. So what? Top four the undefeateds, right? Yes. Or are we thinking Tennessee actually is ahead of TCU? Nah,
4: they'll go. They'll go Georgia one, and then some form of Ohio State, Michigan. Um, maybe Michigan goes to two because Ohio State didn't look very good. Tennessee five. Tennessee'll be five, and then Oregon'll slide in with uh, with six. And then I'll be interested to see what they do with like USC because LSU' sitting there with a two loss. But do you prop that up because it's the SEC? I mean, it doesn't really matter. It it feels like as long as chalk holds Oregon and USC, who didn't play each other in the regular season, I mean, that's a de facto playoff game in the Pac-12 championship.
3: They just revealed that Washington is 25th, so their win over Oregon State knocks the Beavers out, and the Huskies are in. So that that helps Oregon this week if they win.
4: And remember, Dave uh, Bartu loves to talk about how they use this back half, like 15 to 25. They love to use this as a tool to prop up Teams uh, with 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 quality top twenty five
3: wins. Yeah, Tennessee. So Oregon and Tennessee may be jockeying for position for a couple weeks here. Yeah, uh, right in front of Washington is Kentucky, and Tennessee beat them. Sure. Didn't they just beat them by thirty? Yeah, yeah, they they got
4: them pretty good. And you know, and the thing about Tennessee is, and and I don't know what you'll do with this at the end, but it again a lot of football left to be played. But chances are. You know, barring some sort of Georgia collapse of epic proportion, like a plane crash or something, Tennessee's season will be done and they will be a one loss team that will not play in a conference championship. I mean, Tennessee doesn't really have any heavy lifting left on their schedule. I'll pull it up here, but uh, they finish up with Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. So Tennessee's resume is set. And now comes in the question of if you are a one loss team and that one loss is to Georgia. And it was a bad loss, but it wasn't an embarrassment. What does that do as compared to if you're a one-loss Pac-12 champ, a one-loss Big 12 champ, something like that? We have seen plenty of teams get in as a one-loss non-conference champion from the SEC and from the Big Ten. So just keep an eye on that, that Tennessee more than likely is just sitting there and is going to be, uh, what, they'll be 11-1 and one when this thing is done and they will not have to play that extra game.
3: Their best win being at LSU, they beat LSU in Baton Rouge, forty to thirteen.
4: Yeah, and if LSU continues to climb, and if LSU more than likely goes on and plays in the SEC title game, it's a great resume builder for for
3: Tennessee. Utah comes in at number thirteen. This is the new College Football Playoff rankings, and um, again,
4: that's a good thing too because Oregon's got to play. Yeah. Oregon needs to put some quality wins on their on their their their, their slate.
3: And UCLA is twelve. Yeah, Ole Miss uh, eleven. So they're about ready to reveal the top ten. Uh, while we wait for that um, frustration uh, pouring out on uh, internet from USC, UCLA, even Duck fans about the Pac-12. Yeah, what do you suppose this is over? Do you know? I'm assuming this is about kick times. This is indeed about kick times. So on November 19th, USC will play at UCLA, mm-hmm. which uh, pretty big game. Yep. Both one-loss teams, mm-hmm. and Utah will play at Oregon. Also. A big game. Absolutely. The start times for those games will take place in one of well, they they will both be in one of these windows. Yeah. Five o'clock Pacific mm-hmm. on Fox or seven thirty Pacific on ESPN. Yeah, you and know, we don't know
4: yet which one.
3: And so of course uh, internet doesn't like that because while it's like two marquee games, mm-hmm. why are they so late? Welcome to the world of the Pac-12. This is why USC is leaving, right? Yeah.
4: If you think that this is getting any better, realize the only reason anyone is fighting for your TV deal right now is they want those West Coast time slots. Also, one of the reasons why San Diego State may be getting grabbed by the Pac-12 is that the Big 12 was talking to San Diego State about maybe grabbing it because then it puts you into the West Coast time frame and you're trying to protect that. It's the one big bargaining chip you have left, so... Look, the, the, the late kickoffs, get used to it, because that's
3: that's here to stay. But well, that is right. I think what some people are surprised about is that you have such marquee games yep. that are big national meetings that are so late. But um, let's explain this, why this is going to happen this way. So the Pac-12 did not assign one of the games or those games to the late windows. ESPN and Fox control the schedule yeah. because they pay a bunch of money to do so. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, the Pac-12, I would imagine, is just as frustrated with this decision as fans are. Um, ESPN and Fox carve out four broadcast windows each Saturday for college football. The first one, 10 a.m., is not an option for the Pac-12. Yeah. The other three windows are 1.30, 5, and 7.30, like yep. we just said. Fox has the number one pick of Pac-12 games on that week based on the TV selection draft, which occurs well in advance of the season. And the window Fox reserved for that top pick is primetime on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. Yeah. That means Fox has exclusivity. So no other Pac-12 game can be shown on the Disney networks, which is ABC, ESPN, mm-hmm. ESPN2, in that window. That same exclusivity applies when ABC has a Pac-12 game in primetime preventing Fox from doing this. Like, they can't they uh, show one concurrently. At, one at a time. But there's a twist. Um... This from John Wilner of The Hotline. Mm -hmm. Multiple sources told The Hotline that ESPN asked for a favor, allowing it to air the other Pac-12 showdown in primetime alongside the Fox broadcast. Not surprisingly, Fox said no. (laughs) Hey,
4: you want to do us a solid? Yeah, no.
3: Yeah, why would they do that? Yeah, go to hell. So that means the the, the Pac-12 is saying, well, let's play them. Or, I'm sorry, ESPN is saying, well, let's play both of those big games at 5. And Fox is like, yeah, Yeah. this is why we have the draft. (laughs) We won, bitch. (laughs) So that left ESPN with two broadcast windows available for its Pac-12 game, early afternoon and night, and so that leaves just the one choice. So that's why either USC or UCLA or Oregon and Utah will be a night game. And everybody on the East Coast is likely going to miss it.
2: Well,
4: but unfortunately, I think most people on the East Coast wouldn't be paying any attention uh, anyway. So look. All you, you don't g- think so? If it's a primetime game? Yeah, it's a primetime game. I, I yeah, look, Or a one thirty game? The one thirty game, certainly they would. But at 5 o'clock, you know, you're still kicking off at 8 o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah, it's still late there. It's
2: still late. I think the biggest thing is if one of those teams is still in the playoff hunt. I think you get other people across the country watching if there's if, well, if there's an investment from that point too.
3: three of the four are in the playoff. Well,
2: hunt. Right. So yeah. I, that's why I think they would care.
4: But I don't know. I don't pay any attention to this because, to me, it, getting eyeballs on you on the, on the East Coast mean nothing to me. It doesn't like, matter, right? It, it doesn't matter. This not, isn't going to affect the committee, anything like that. So this is just a matter of, of that whole national respect thing. And... God, if you still think that you on the West Coast are going to get some sort of respect, some sort of measure of, of way to go you know, from anyone in, in the South or anyone on the East Coast, I, well, God, we've been trying that for 30 years, and it still hasn't happened. The only time I remember that happening is when USC was rolling. So honestly, I've been I've been covering college football for 20 years. Not
3: even Oregon gets the love that no. USC does when they're rolling.
4: I played in college football. I've been a fan for most of my life. The only time I can remember West Coast football is... Getting the amount of respect that we think they deserve was when USC had it rolling. Outside of that, it's just that we all we we just they they, they tussle your
3: hair and, and tell you that's that's cute. Oregon State fan is in. Hey, we've been relegated to Pac-12 after dark for decades now. <laughs> you other programs can kiss our ass. <laughs> I hear you. There is an element
4: to that. Yeah, it's it's hard for Oregon or USC to complain when. You you have the Oregon states and Washington states of the world, and, that, and by that the way, have been dealing with this. The
3: other thing too is I kind of I tend to agree with you. You're going to get your stage. You're going to have a big time Rose Bowl this year. Yes, where one of those schools will be in there, and you know, hopefully, one of these one loss schools wins the Pac-12. Yeah, and they will be in the tournament. Yes, I truly
4: believe that whether it's USC or whether it's Oregon, um, or you know, UC- or USC you, you, or, or I mean, no, you, no, UCLA, UCLA, right? Yeah. Sure. I just I feel like if if you are a one loss conference champ, especially with some of these teams being ranked, I feel like you get into the college football playoff. Now the question is, can you make it all the way through with only one loss? Because we've seen this time and time again where the big the big uh, God the Pac twelve shoots themselves in the foot. Remember, no one loss Pac twelve champ has ever been excluded from the college football playoff. So. All right. I think
3: you control your own fate. Georgia is number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three. Could be interesting to see who's number four, and then we'll see where Oregon lands uh, when we return. It's our Jamboree on the fan. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: All right, and the news is coming up next. Uh, We have a Powerball jackpot winner.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm claiming uh, voter fraud. I didn't win, therefore uh, this Powerball is rigged. It's ridiculous. Well, there were some shenanigans.
3: Yeah, we had so, some weird stuff happening in California.
4: Yeah, and and and,
3: and, and the winner came from California, mm-hmm. Pasadena,
4: somewhere. Kerry Lake is not too happy about this. Buck and I have started a uh,
2: GoFundMe. Stop the steal. <laughs> Stop Stop the count. Stop the numbers. Well, we figured that the second Tuesday of November was the perfect time for a Stop the Steal campaign. Correct.
4: I see they're boarding up some of the uh, windows downtown.
2: I didn't, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready. Uh, let's all buckle up. All right, here are the college
3: football playoff rankings for the second week. Uh, Georgia, number one, as we told you. Yeah. Ohio State stayed at two. You saw, thought maybe they were going to slide.
4: Yeah, it was such a bad performance against a really bad Northwestern team. I thought Michigan might get a bump up, but you know it doesn't matter. Two and three, they're going to play each other, so it's, it's a moot point.
3: Michigan is three, and TCU is four. Yep. Tennessee jumps in there at five, and then Oregon is six. So no surprises no. in there. What is interesting is LSU is seven. They are two loss team ahead of one loss USC. Yeah, which you know at eight,
4: I, I get it. USC hasn't looked that spectacular. USC doesn't have a lot of marquee wins. And what is their best win? USC, uh, gosh, they played no one in the in the preseason. They lost to Utah. Pull it up. I'm trying to think off the top of my head who USC's best win would
2: be. I actually watched a fair amount of that game against Cal, and, boy, they had no ability to pull away or get a stop. And Cal's offense ain't that good.
4: Follow me on this one. Uh, I think it's Washington State or Oregon State. Wow. I mean, look at this. This is the resume. Rice, Stanford, Fresno, Beeves, Arizona State, Washington State, uh, lost to Utah, Arizona, and Cal. I,
3: Jesus. I, I think it's Oregon State. So they do play Notre Dame. And they do play obviously UCLA. <laughs>
4: yeah, they got Colorado next, which whatever, and then UCLA is ranked twelfth and Notre Dame's not ranked. Notre Dame's a three or four lost team. You want to talk about the weakest resume of anyone in the top eight oh, or nine. For sure. It's not even close. And that's it's... why LSU's ahead of them. Yes.
3: But if they win uh you know, if they win the UCLA game and then beat... they're in the Pac twelve title game. Yeah, and then um... that, and
4: then you would have the, the matchup against Oregon and you know, there you go. I mean, this is, there you go. It's, it's why, you know, when you look at rankings and, and all this stuff and strength of schedule, look, these final three weeks mean more than, than anything else, which is, again, why I also like Oregon as compared to, like, a TCU if you're going to stub your toe. I would much rather lose early than lose late. I feel like you get uh, you get forgiven to lose it for losing early. It's really hard uh, when you lose late, when you lose that final game or that, you know, the... the the, the final game or a conference title game, you, you take an unfair tumble as opposed to losing the first game of the, the year like Oregon did.
2: Well, I
3: tell you what, if you're Oregon, you know, obviously you're a Texas fan this week because they play TCU. Yeah. And you want to get TCU a loss. Uh, you want to root against Tennessee, you'd like to get them out of there because I still think they get in. Like, this is we're, – we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but if Tennessee and Oregon both went out um, – I still feel like Oregon, a one-loss Pac-12 champ, gets in over a one-loss Tennessee that isn't an SEC champ. I hope so. Because the the caveat there is that, or the wrench, I guess, would be they both played Georgia, and Tennessee's loss against Georgia was much better. Well,
4: and Tennessee is going to have wins over top 25. Pitt, Florida, mm. LSU,
3: Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, but by that time, Oregon would have wins over top 25. Uh, Washington, mm-hmm. Utah, um, UCLA, and maybe usc BYU at the time yeah and maybe usc i mean come on that should be enough right
4: i would hope so but again it's just it just it's scary that you can view it one of two ways either oregon gets a chance to put a conference title and get that final kind of plant your flag in the ground whereas tennessee gets to sit back and doesn't have to worry about getting upset in that that final game because tennessee has nothing left their schedule is is cupcake the final three weeks and then they just sit around during the SEC title game and, and got Jack squat to do.
3: Yeah, so they get Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Yep. And wow. then they just
4: sit back, cross their fingers, and wait. And you know they're going to scream from the heavens. Yep. We were competitive against Georgia, and you got blasted. Well, they kind of weren't. I mean, they that, weren't competitive, but the score is going to look a lot. The better. The
3: score looks better, but if you watch that game, Georgia it was, dominated. Them. It was an ass kicking, just yes. like against Oregon. It's yes. just that
4: you know they they and didn't I, put up so the forty nine points. So this is points.
3: where I hope the damn committee actually watches because look, Georgia absolutely punished Oregon yes they did the same thing to Tennessee if yes. you watched it if you just looked at the scores you may be like oh Maybe not, but, it, but was. It, it was it was
4: they, <laughs> they, dude, they couldn't neither squad had a chance against Georgia so you know just yeah. I, I and and don't give me the fact that one was at Georgia and the other one was a neutral field because they were essentially both at Georgia but you know a lot of football left to be played but you know you could say the same thing could happen with Ohio State Michigan remember only one of them is going to play in the yeah. Big Ten title game and if that's a close loss, they're gonna scream from the heavens and be like, hey, our only losses to the number two or number three team in the country and is by Dude, a field
3: goal. I said this last week or maybe it was yesterday, but it's it's gonna get wild yes. if the only undefeated teams left are the Ohio State, Michigan winner, and Georgia. Yeah. And everybody else has one loss. Chaos. That's chaos. Yeah. It's gonna be tough on that committee. Absolutely.
4: Although you look at Michigan's slate too, they don't have a great resume. They played no one a lot like USC. So if I'm looking through Michigan's slate They have one win over a ranked team. Yeah, but
3: who's going to be in the Big Ten title game?
4: Uh, Well, it was Illinois, but they lost last week. But I I still think it may end up being – I think it's still
3: Illinois because that side of the Big Ten just kicks rocks. Mm-hmm. So USC uh, number eight, Oregon six, LSU seven, USC eight, Alabama nine. They're ahead of Clemson at 10.
4: That goes to show you, Clemson, the ACC is viewed as warmed over garbage.
3: Ole Miss is 11. Now, they're interesting because they play Alabama this week. So if they win that game, they'll jump into the top 10. And then uh, UCLA 12 and Utah 13, which bodes well for Oregon because they've already beaten UCLA by double digits. And, of course, they play Utah the week after this one.
4: Yeah, by the way... uh, Illinois, if it, it ended right now, would still go. But Illinois has to play Michigan, so if they get handed another conference loss, there is a chance that Iowa or Wisconsin could sneak into that half of the Are Big you Ten. Serious? Yeah, that's how bad that that Wait, is. Didn't
3: they do away with divisions? Or no, do they still have divisions. The, the
4: Big Ten is, is is so the the Big Twelve uh, did away with them. No always. Divisions. The Pac Twelve did away with them. I think next year the ACC is doing away with them, but I think this year it's still standing put, and the Big Ten still has the the East and West. So, okay,
3: so you're saying that if Michigan beats Illinois, we could be watching Iowa in the Big Ten title game. Yes. Oh my god.
4: So, Illinois right now is four and two in conference, five and and they're seven and two overall, and Iowa and Wisconsin are both three and three, five and four overall. So I'd have to look like head to head. But yes, with a couple weeks left, Wisconsin and Iowa uh, and Purdue and M- Minnesota, all of those are only one game back of Illinois in the conference. And I don't know how the tiebreakers work. But... Well,
3: Iowa lost to Illinois by a final score of nine to six.
4: Well, then I would assume. What about Wisconsin?
3: With Iowa? Wisconsin and Illinois. Oh, Wisconsin and Illinois if illi- because if because Iowa and Wisconsin played this week
4: because if Illinois beat Iowa, then obviously they would have the
3: tiebreaker. Well I just said Illinois beat Iowa yeah. nine nine to six, so they
4: have the tiebreaker. So what about Wisconsin and Illinois? <laughs> this is how bad the Big Ten is. <laughs> well, this is how bad the divisions are. Wisconsin doesn't even have
3: a coach. No, what the hell. That's, Hold on, I'm looking at it. That's here. how just it's just it's Wisconsin it's, Illinois. Uh, Illinois won thirty four to ten. Okay,
4: so Illinois. Seemingly is still is still in the catbird seat because they'll they'll lose to Michigan, but they would God. still have the tiebreaker. Big over. Ten
3: title game with Illinois. <laughs> That's just it's, as bad as Iowa. No,
4: it don't don't <laughs> don't. It's
3: well, not it kind seems it.
4: No, it's not. It is not
2: Illinois.
4: It's better than Iowa.
2: When's the last time Illinois was good? They went. Juice to, Williams went to a Rose Bowl. They against went USC. to the
4: Rose Bowl against USC like fifteen that years ago. Ron Zook.
2: <laughs> I do think that was the Zucker. I think it was. And by the way, they got their ass kicked. but They sure did. You know. I think Ray Maluga was on that team, maybe. Really? It was a long what time ago. What year
4: was that? I think it, might, oh, have there it, is. it 2000... might have been
3: Sanchez. Was that 2001? It was a long time they ago. They went 10-2 and with Ron Turner at the helm? Well, they went to
4: the Rose Bowl one year and played USC.
3: But they lost to, They lost the Sugar Bowl. Oh. Uh, then no. LSU beat them 47-34 in the Sugar Bowl. I don't remember that.
4: There was a Rose Bowl appearance. I remember it.
3: Hmm. Oh, there it is. They were 9-4 and four that year. Yeah.
4: Isn't that great? Well, no, because, because yeah, they, the, the winner went, the, the Ohio State played in the national title game, so it was like, mm-hmm. well,
3: next man up. What year was that? That was 2007, guys. Southern Miss 49, or I mean, Southern California 49, Illinois 17. There you go.
4: So the last time Illinois was good, I don't even know if you can say there, because they clearly weren't that good.
3: Boy, you're right. That is the last. They've had a few winning seasons of seven wins, but that's it. Well, get ready,
4: because they're about to get their ass kicked by Michigan, and then they're going to get their ass kicked in the Big Ten title
3: game. Will not be watching the Big Ten title game, and I already know that. How about that?
4: Yeah, same thing with the ACC. Thanks for coming. Unless uh... I
3: bet on it, which I probably will. (laughs) And right now I'm betting on uh, whoever plays Illinois. Wait, are they good?
4: The spread could be quite high.
3: I don't care. Is Illinois good? Doesn't it seem like the Big Ten title game is always Ohio State 56, whoever they play 10? Does feel a little bit like that, yeah. I'm going to go with that.
4: So your answer to the the, the question, is Illinois good? No, but they're not bad.
3: Not bad, okay. They're not bad. All right. All right. There's your jamboree. Oregon 6th in the college football playoff rankings, Uh, Tennessee 5, TCU 4. So you're rooting against those two teams this weekend. Uh, And then two and three play Ohio State, Michigan down the road. Yep. Uh, One of them will lose. And then, of course, uh, I've been saying all along I think you root for Georgia to just house everybody moving forward because you already lost by 46 to them. So (laughs) let's give them a spot in that tournament. Make everyone else look just as bad. That's right. Uh, Buck is here with SportsCenter in the news next.
2: If your day sounds like We need the report ASAP You deserve Modelo
4: If you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager With a crisp but refreshing taste Or if you overcame
1: two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward Modelo, the mark of fighter
4: Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois
3: Bringing you a higher love on uh, Tuesday, Election Day. Um, it is November 8, 2022, and time now for in the News! I'm your noted newsman. Hello, thank you. Thank you very much. Carbon neutral. Thank you. Uh, it is election night. Yeah. Or day. Night. Well, yeah. Election well, day. It's not,
4: well, I guess in some parts, but here it's election late afternoon. <laughs> right now it is. Almost evening.
3: Yes. If you want to know, uh, you have until eight to drop off your ballots Mm -hmm. at the ballot box or the drop boxes yeah i was talking to uh you know i got a haircut today do you look great thanks my girl kate and she was saying you know she grew up in oregon and she was like boy it's really odd to me that because i don't know she's younger than i am so she she she's had mail-in ballots her whole life yeah and she was like what did you used to do like did you because i'm being a little uh, being a little bit older and we didn't have mail-in voting. I was like, "Yeah, you used to have." She was like, "This is wild, but I didn't know that you had to actually go to the polling booth." And some of those places, your
4: ballot. I'm around the country. People are saying again, two to three hour away. Yeah,
3: that's what she was saying to me. I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's what we used to have to do. You is- had to go drive there. You had to stand in line." Although you, you, what you would do is the only the only time you really had to stand in line was um, when you were going late. Yeah, right towards the deadline. If you voted early, it would be fine. You just walk right in, and then you get in the little booth, and you and you close the little curtain yep. so nobody could see you, yep. and then you uh, cast your stupid little ballot. It is amazing to me, though. It's so much easier with mail-in. It is amazing to me that we
4: make it so difficult to vote in our country, and it, it just it's, it's, it's stunning. I'm also fascinated at the idea of... What? <laughs> Just recently, you know, this whole every single election is is fraudulent, every single one. That's right. Like only now, only within the last. So like, is three... every
3: single Powerball drawing apparently. It's just
4: it's ridiculous. How stupid way, we, can,
3: we can be as a combined society. Did I commit voter fraud today? Probably. I'm going to say yes. I dropped off my wife's ballot. Oh, no, I did that. Is that okay? Yeah. Can we do that?
4: Yeah.
2: You just can't sign it. Well, yeah, you admitted you did voter fraud the time you signed for her.
3: Yeah. Yes. I did do that. Yes. And I will tell you, uh, this was like a smaller election like where she didn't really <laughs> care. She never filled out her ballot. So I'm like, ah, I'll sign it for her. Um, they caught that. Yeah. Did I tell you that? Oh, yeah. Which I thought was great. That made me feel good. I'm like, and I thought I was in a lot of trouble, which I never... Yeah, be
4: careful. Like, Arizona and Florida, they're they're going after people.
3: I think if I did that now, because this was years ago, if I did that now, I might get arrested and thrown into a gulag.
4: The jack wagon down in Arizona is literally, like, saying that they have fraud, and they found four. Four votes! Hey. Four! Well, the thing
2: that, like, chaps me is that I was hearing yesterday... That there are certain camps just coming out and saying, "Well, if these results don't come in right away, you should expect fraud." Yes, because of, and like they're they're preclaiming fraud. Well, they but did didn't it. they
3: make the laws that said you can't count them early, though?
2: Yes, so, right.
3: So they have to count them late.
2: Yes, it's
4: the dumbest thing in the world. We are just we it, it, idiocracy. We're we're just creeping towards it. It's unbelievable to me. You have people running for some of the most powerful positions in our country that have openly said that if I don't win, that it was stolen, and I will not
3: accept defeat. Gee, I wonder who could have started that trip Oh, I don't know It's just, it's, it's baffling to hey, me that this um, is where are at But can I just say On that note
4: Can we not burn anything down tonight? Can we not block a freeway on my way home? You
3: don't need to give me that warning
4: Can we not smash in a store window that had nothing to do with the election, I please? I might burn
3: out some hot NBA picks, though <laughs> You know what I mean? Did you see, too, the,
4: uh I don't know what the, the the homeless were burning underneath the freeway But did you happen to drive by that thing? No Boy, it made my eyes water yeah. Through the car window.
3: Well, I got to keep warm out there. Well, it's cold today.
4: I, yeah, and I look, it was a good sized fire but um if through my window that makes my eyes water. What if, how are you standing around that thing? Drugs,
3: man. Yeah, they don't care. Drugs. I don't know what that thing was, but boy, it was potent. All right, chant it with me on 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 your diatribe there. Yeah. Stop the steal! Stop <laughs> the, the steal! Wait, and wait. I'm talking about the Powerball. <laughs> Power yeah, that's some bullshit. All of a sudden, it's, it, the the vote is delayed. Did you see what happened? Yeah. So last night, we're all getting ready to check our Powerball tickets. There was a 10-hour delay. They didn't put out the numbers because the California Lottery needed more time to process their quote. Sales and play data. Yes. Well, uh, so if you don't know, all 48 states have to submit their sales and play data before the drawing can be held. And they're citing some sort of, I don't know, integrity. Yeah, whatever. Then the winner comes from from Pasadena. mm, Interesting. Stop the steal. Stop Stop the the steal. Pasadena.
4: Some rich a-hole won $2 billion. Come on, man. We all know that I had the winning ticket in my wallet. (laughs) This is
3: ridiculous. That's right. Because if you had the winning ticket, that means I got a little kickdown. So I'm okay with oh, that. Oh, absolutely.
4: You would have been... I've said that if I win the lottery, you get to retire as well. This is ridiculous. We all know that I, fair and square, won the two million or $2 billion lottery. And I will be filing lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit with no proof whatsoever.
3: Well, we got kind of close, though. You know, L.A.? It's not, it's not yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. We're like, yeah, hey, it's that's kinda, not like Michigan. Sort of,
2: maybe, I, I told know. Isaac, I got two numbers on my ticket. Yeah. I feel like I got to hobble. And by me. the way, that'll get you nothing. You got to have the, because um, we got that last time. Yeah, yeah. I could have just burned my two $1 bills, but instead I got two numbers. Well, I'm I'm happy because
4: my lady friend bought five. Five plays last time. We didn't get a
3: single number right. Did you get a number this time? One. Nice. I got one number, Did baby. You get the ten? Because the Powerball number was 10. No, I didn't get 10. And 10 was one of the other five numbers. Yeah, I'm just happy that I got a number. Who picks 10? <laughs> I don't know. That's why it's rigged, right? Does there.
4: anyone pick numbers? Doesn't we Don't
3: we all just do quick picks? No, God, no. People have, oh, people pick numbers.
4: Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah
2: oh, numbers. yeah. People God. pick numbers, although I believe it's statistically proven that the, the, the randoms do better than the ones that do. Probably. Is it really,
4: like, you have a one in 300 million chance. <laughs> Is there really like a... No,
2: there's an art to
3: it. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. Long time winner here. Um, and coincidence, the numbers were delayed a few hours before uh, Election Day with a full moon and a lunar eclipse. Yeah. You know, see, it's none of this is adding up. Mm.
4: So I think what we should do is take to the streets and burn and smash stuff. Let's go find a I'm store- going
3: down to Salem to the Oregon Lottery <laughs> uh, headquarters. <laughs> no, no,
4: no. we got to burn something that had Wait. nothing to do. They had nothing to do with it. Well, okay, then that's fine. I only want to smash and burn California. things that have nothing to do with what I'm upset about.
3: Then let's go smash up a Starbucks in California.
4: <laughs> now I feel better about it.
3: Uh, freezing temperatures expected this week in Portland. It was cold out there today.
4: Hell yeah. I got I got suckered in this morning. Do you, the, does, the sunshine will get you sometimes. Like, I woke up this morning and it was pretty nice out. And uh, so I was, I was taking the dogs. And like an idiot, uh, I did not dress appropriately and went outside and uh, froze
3: my took us off. It was sneaky cold. It's supposed to be really cold tomorrow. They're saying... Uh, Lows in the 20s Mm. uh, in Hillsborough and Salem. Yeah. Perhaps Uh, very windy in the gorge. Shocker there. (laughs) What? Does that surprise you? Windy in the gorge. Yeah, tomorrow morning through Friday, it's supposed to be uh, very cold. Mm. Well, it is uh, the middle of November, so.
4: Mm A little early. I think we had a good run. I think we had a good run. And you know what? I will not complain about the cold because it was sunny. I will handle yeah, sunny and cold. Yeah, I don't mind cold. those yeah, just, days. The rain, the the dreary, just yeah. the atmospheric rivers. Do those just beat
3: up my soul? I'll take a little sunshine and cold. All right, we've got the old lady police chase to get to, and man, those Portland to Denver flights—they get wild. No, oh. <laughs> you did. You had an incident again, did you? Well, you know, I take that flight a lot because I go out to see oh, my old. Oh, y- yeah, you have yeah. to fly through Denver. Yeah, Denver's a big hub. So Portland to Denver—it gets wild on those mm-hmm. flights. And I have news story. Uh, coming up next is 4.45 on The Fan. I was just over visiting with the new sales guys. You know, we- uh, We well, have new sales guys? Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. There's, I was like, what? No one told me. The two guys who have offices. Ah. One is a sales. One is a big sales manager, Ryan Cooley. He's been here for years, and then he left, and then he's back because he's an idiot. And then the other guy is named Sam, and I'm not really sure what he does, but he has an office. I was just over there talking <laughs> okay. to them. And they look like monkeys in a cage. Yeah, Those offices are terrible.
4: They are, especially because all the old offices at the, the other building were nice and had windows, and now yeah. they're, like, half the size, and they're just, like, in the middle of the uh, of, of a beautiful yeah.
3: floor plan. And they have the institutional yeah. lighting, like, yeah. the, you can't dim the light. Like it's Well, just awful. it's so
4: weird because this is such a cool layout of a building. You could have made some kick-ass offices, but they just stuck them in the... It's like you had the beautiful United States, and then they put all the offices in the middle of, like, North Dakota. It's no good.
3: Yeah. This is in the news, uh, November 8, 2022. Um, Okay, let's get to the old lady police chase story. We didn't get to this yesterday. Yeah, some Um, old lady
4: is on the lam and they cheesed her.
3: I thought this was great. A 70, well, not great, sorry. That would not be the right word. But it's just kind of funny that it's a 75-year-old Oregon woman. Uh, She's now in custody after deputies say she drove 112 miles per hour and evaded capture until her vehicle was stopped with spike strips.
4: Now, let me ask the question, and I think it's what we're all thinking. Was she aware that she was being pursued? <laughs> or was she just driving 112 because she's old and had no idea what was going
3: on? This was late Friday night. Uh, they spotted the vehicle going 112 miles an hour on Interstate 5. Deputies attempted to pull over the car, but the driver refused to stop. Mm. That's not very clear. She may not have seen it. That's all I'm saying. Look, the sirens, having, I mean the lights.
4: Living in the old neighborhood, I can assure you that if you if you take your life and you put it in the hands of an old person because you're like, well, they clearly see me, you're that's on you. You can't make an assumption that they see you.
2: You need to be aware at all times, my own grandmother, God rest her soul, drove through the front of a UPS store at one point in time. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, she thought she put the car in reverse. She didn't. She yeah. went right over the parking block and in through the glass door. It's front. hard being an old. Yeah.
4: Well, there's a there's a four way stop. Trust me, right at the corner of my house onto a fairly major road uh, in Vancouver, and I'm gonna say at least five times a week, I see someone, usually of the senior variety. It isn't even like a slowdown; it is just a blow through. Like it's not even there, and you're like, wow. So when you pull up to that four way stop and you see a car coming, especially from the fairway village neighborhood you just stop and you're like i don't care that i was there a year before them we're just gonna wait and see you need to make sure that they stop first
3: a north carolina man pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 12 months in federal prison on monday Hmm. for punching a passenger in the face on a flight from portland to denver yeah you can't do that no you're not supposed to that's a long time for a punch though yeah well there's more okay So he is a 40-year-old man. He lives in Charlotte, and he will serve one year of supervised release after his year in prison. But he's not going to do
4: a year in prison. He'll be out in three months, and then he'll do the supervised, you know, whatever. Probably.
3: No one does the entire time. According to court documents, he was on a commercial flight from Portland to Denver August 14th of 2019 when several passengers reported seeing him act strangely. Some said they believed he was intoxicated. Mm. does happen from time to time on a uh, plane. So he did fine, but then 25 minutes, that's about a two to two and a half hour flight, um, 25 minutes remaining in the flight, he peers through a gap in the seats at a man sitting behind him on the aisle. While glaring at the man, he mumbles, when we land, I'll see you at the airport. Hmm.
4: By the way, can I just say there's a uh, a grown man doing something to another grown man. I find that the peekaboo game would be very disturbing. <laughs> like that's usually reserved for like infants, uh, maybe a dog. But like if another like if, if Buck is sitting in front of me and he turns and gives me the, the winky one eye in between the seats without saying anything, I'm immediately very, very uncomfortable.
3: You know, on that note, is it even hot if a hot does it? <laughs> Well, let's say a hot's peering through there. It's always at hot of a hot. The hot it? can yeah. do anything. Right. Honestly,
4: the hot could get up, bend over, and fart in your face, and you'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, she's so adorable!" Good guy, that was hot. What whimsy she has! There's hots can do whatever they want. But yes, uh, I, I understand your point. But to answer your question, if a hot gave you the the in between the seat winky crack, yeah, you would think <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever, and you would have been like, "Yeah, I could tell she wanted me the moment she sat down."
3: So, he then stood up, the man stood up, called the man he was peering at a name, and punched him in the jaw. Oh. <laughs> then, he runs to the restroom, but eventually... Is it to hide? Yes. <laughs> They'll never find me here. Then he returns to his seat. Minutes later, he was accused of trying to start a fight with another man on board, and groping a male flight attendant's genitals. Huh. Boy, that is
4: quite a uh dude was on one. That's
3: quite an eventful <laughs> flight. Dude was on one. Look,
4: see, I'm convinced this can't just be booze. Look, no, wait, it's drugs. I I mean yeah.
3: That's Look, drugs, bro.
4: I you know, I'm not all the time, but once in a while I tie one on and this just no, this is not an alcohol thing. I honestly think that people get in trouble at flights because I think they take pills to relax. Yes. You know they're nervous. And they take like a Xanax well, or something.
3: That's been reported on overnight flights. Yeah, flight attendants report that is a major problem. People are sleepwalking. Yeah, or like they're walk. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're taking because they've po- they've knocked themselves out.
4: And then they they wash it down with a whiskey and coke or whatever, and or whiskey and coke. And yeah. the next thing you know, find you know, zombies. Yeah, you get some bad stuff. There's no way that that's just you had a couple drinks, and now you're given the uh, the winky crack. You're groping <laughs> dudes weens and you're punching people in the face. No way. Ooh, that's a flight. That now, is add, that is
3: a flight. Let me add this. According to the US Attorney's Office for the District of Oregon, he violated his pretrial release conditions six times and incurred two new convictions for unlawfully possessing methamphetamine oh, and eluding arrest in a motor vehicle. This all while he was yeah. waiting this so sentence. That's he,
4: why he yeah, got a year. Yeah, he's going to do a year. <laughs> In right, fact, yeah. maybe we just slap another year on. Like, that's a that's a that? lot.
2: Yeah, so the punch on the plane, just one of his many major issues. Correct.
4: Like, I have never been on a plane where I've had this kind of uh, kerfuffle. I've, I've, you know, luckily, knock on wood, I've never been on a like a, a, a real where you've had to land or you had someone arrested or anything like that? I haven't
2: seen uh, like a, something like that like a scuffle but I was on a flight home from Vegas once where someone walking back to their seat it was like a first flight out in the morning just collapsed on their way back to their seat in the middle of the aisle and it was from a combination of uh, alcohol and drugs and that Person's friends thought it was pretty funny, and they're taking videos of them and stuff, and the attendants did not think that was funny.
4: We had one where I was on a flight. It's the only one, and, and uh, a Russian couple kept getting up and having to go to the bathroom. And they went to the bathroom a lot. And a real Karen and her husband were very concerned about what was happening, right? And uh, it turns out that they just they had like a food poisoning and they kept having to go to the bathroom cuz they had the muds Ooh. and they just had to get both a, of them both of them so they had to like rotate rotate and it was Gosh, and it was weird terrible. because it was just like this i mean each one like 5 6 times now how do we know this? Well, I was sitting back there, right by the. So you could hear him in there. Well, yeah, and you could smell it. It was it was rough. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was God. bad. The door was open, and you're like, "Oh my!" The Lord. door was open. Well, when they would open the door to leave, you're like, "Holy <laughs> cow!" <getting> a nice <laughs> waft in the cabin. Yeah, like, dude, someone died. I was sitting like oh. two in front, and it just was awful to the point where I was like, I felt bad for him, and then, but yeah, the it was the whole thing. The guy. I don't remember if it was the guy or the gal, if they came back together and they were complaining or they were telling the flight attendant of the suspicious behavior. Because I think the couple was sitting up by them and people around had to let the people know, hey, we got this. It's a bathroom emergency.
2: Like, I can assure Let's you. Be cool. They're fine. Yeah. And they're like, how do
4: you know? And I'm like, really? Hang out for 10 minutes. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's the only like sort of like, drama I've ever had on an airplane is we had suspected Russian terrorists, and it turns out they sat some bad <laughs> cheesecake or
3: something. It was bad. Is there any place worse no. to be super sick no. than an airplane? No. No. God. And you, just the walk of
4: shame? Like, the fifth time you have to walk by everybody? Well, and you can't always go. No. Like, you have
3: to wait, and mm-hmm.
0: then it, oh, dude, there's, there's other people. There was
4: no waiting there, because let me tell you, that was a... It wasn't like a casual walk back to the uh, the toilet. There was... That was a that was a scoot with the a little, purpose. The clinch
3: scoot. Yeah. Damn. And that's she was, brutal. By the way, she was kind of hot too. It was a little <laughs> Russian mail order. <laughs> all right. There's your in the news. November eighth, twenty twenty two. Election night. Let's all stay civil tonight, huh? Yeah. Don't burn anything down. Do you feel about that. Stay off the damn freeway if you are going to be protesting something. The hot five at five is next. College football playoff rankings are out. Blazers win another one, and more Brett Favre swindle details. Next on the fan. I